This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. What's the craziest Halloween outfit you've uh, worn in your life? That's a good question. Actually, my kids are way better at it than me. One time, my uh, middle son went as a potted plant, and he had this gigantic plastic planter that he was in, cut the bottom out so he could wear it with suspenders, and then he had all sorts of plastic plant stuff all coming out of it all over his head and his ears and around his arms and it was it was great that is but amazing my, wow. it was amazing he was so good uh, my mother-in-law used to make our children the f- most fabulous costumes it was her favorite thing to do she was very very fine at that i remember it pained my mother if she had to go out and buy one they really preferred my parents uh, my siblings always love to, to kind of make their own or make yours, right? right? That was yes. their fun thing. I almost thought they had more fun making yours or, or mine or whomever's uh, more than their own. And I don't know if it's in case it didn't work out and there was a malfunction, a wardrobe malfunction with it or something like that. But <laughs> it, they would have so much fun. Uh, and then if you were using any makeup, and again, listening to Bella talk about, we had no idea, like it didn't know what it would do. Oh, you're breaking out. Ha, ha, ha. You know, like, geez, I guess that used too much or something didn't agree with you. You know, but you think about uh, how careful people would try to be watching around your eyes. And I remember as a kid, that seemed to be their biggest concern. But, yeah. you know, now now we have access to, to find things out and, and to do, do things the right way. So really interesting. And uh, as we get into that Halloween month for so many people who really love to celebrate it. Speaking of later in the month, though, on October 23rd, Catch an accessible production by uh, Kid Koala uh, presented by The Live called The Storyville Mosquito. The programming coordinator at The Live is going to join us right now. Uh, Nathan Sartore is, the, uh, is, as I said, uh, the programming coordinator, keeping himself incredibly busy right now. Always reaches out to us. Nathan, thanks for the lead on this. Uh, welcome back to Kelly and Company. Hello, hello, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me again. It's, it's great to be here with you both. Oh, it's a, it's, this sounds so much fun as, as Danielle, myself, Ramya, we always love uh, theater stuff and it's just tremendous. Now, how has, let's kind of step back a little bit, we'll get to the show in just a moment, <laughs> but you know the curiosity and uh, with us touching base with you, how has your work in arts and theater been over the last couple of years? Oh, that's a loaded question. I know. <laughs> it's, it's been, you know, it's been truly really fantastic and, and this, this, you know, very unique and difficult time that we've all been going through. Just, um, you know, it seems to have brought our communities closer and, and being part of the disabled community in that world uh, has really come together uh, during this difficult time. And, you know, so many folks are finally getting a little bit of an inside eye into what our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. really look like. So, you know, being on Zoom here, it's like easy peasy <laughs> for us. And we're used to this. We've been used to this for years. So uh, I think, you know, it's been an interesting time, but it's it's allowed folks to you know step back, really think about what's important, what needs to change in this world and, and the arts industry. Um, and I'm glad to be a part of that. It's it's a really exciting time. Of course, would, difficult, but, oh, yeah. but exciting. Would you oh, say yeah. thumbs up, Nathan, that our arts community 
has mm-hmm. really come through. I won't say on the better end of it in a way. We all know people lost lots of money. People weren't able to do the things that they normally do uh, in the same fashion. But we had to be creative. And that is the number one word in art. Be creative. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and you know, I've been here on Kelly & Co. before, but from uh, a different perspective from my not-for-profit, the Disability Collective. And, right. And that was a pandemic project. Um, you know, both both myself and Emily Maxwell, who's the artistic director, uh, were both in the theater industry, her as a stage manager and myself as a performer. And we both, you know, when the pandemic hit, we finally had a chance to breathe and, and say, there's some things about the industry that that aren't great for a lot of us, including us as disabled folks. And so how can we create opportunities that are more mindful and inclusive and accessible? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not just in those, you know, little niche communities that things are changing. We can see that in a broader sense. And, and, you know, I'm coming to you today from TOI, which is a larger uh, organization, but it's exciting to see that these changes are happening across the board in, in these larger companies. Yeah, yeah, I know from yeah, us sure. here in London with our community theater and over the years, the difference it's 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 made. What we've been able to do, my my work in Toronto, what I've seen, mm-hmm. and the development in in the years that you watch it grow to where it is. I mean, sure, lots of road work to do, but but uh, there are also a lot more interested people saying, "Well, hold on, yeah, tell me how and what you do." Exactly, exactly. Nathan, can you describe for us your involvement with this show and with the accessible performance of the Storyville Mosquito? For sure, yeah. So as Kelly introduced me, as I'm the programming coordinator at TO Live, uh, which is a City of Toronto agency who uh, programs for three of the largest uh, city-owned venues, including Meridian Hall, St. Lawrence Centre for the Arts, and Meridian Arts Centre in Toronto. This show specifically takes place in the Bluma Appel Theatre, which is at St. Lawrence Centre, St. Lawrence Centre for the Arts, which of course is uh, right by the St. Lawrence Market downtown Toronto. Um, And I'm the programming coordinator here. So I have to deal with all of the things that happen on the stage, help our producing department and make sure, you know, everything happens without any issues. And and part of my role uh, based on, you know, my expertise and my background is is bringing these accessible performance. I'm working on this front and, and saying, you know, these are the things that we can we can do, and these are the things that we can offer. Which for this show, the Storyville Mosquito includes an audio described performance on Sunday, October twenty third at two p.m. Oh boy, that's it's so exciting! So let's get into it. The Storyville Mosquito is a unique love story that actually follows a young mosquito. Tell us a little bit more about this mosquito situation, Nathan. <laughs> it sounds fun right it's 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 really unique i I've, I've never seen or heard about a show um, just like this one and so just to give folks a little bit of an idea uh as kelly said it follows this young mosquito who you can think of as any really character uh in this show it's portrayed as a puppet actually and he is leaving his small town in the country to seek fame and fortune in the big city uh something that a lot of us can probably relate to i know i can growing up in a smaller town coming to the big city here I am Um, but what really makes this show unique is that it's a multimedia experience and and what I mean by that is it's incredible you know the work that Kid Koala and his team does essentially this show is performed in real time by puppeteers but it's actually filmed so the puppeteers are being filmed you can see this all on stage and the film is projected onto the big 
screen. So you're able to watch a film being performed live. Wow. It's, it's truly incredible. It's, I've, I've never you know, experienced anything like it. Uh, along with that, it has uh, live musicians. So we have a, a string trio as well as Kid Koala, who's a world-renowned scratch DJ. Uh, so he's there with his uh, jazz trio. So it's this exploration of jazz music and and uh, growing up and, you know, moving away from home. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, and it's really interesting and exciting. And there's so much going on. Um, and that's part of why this audio description is so important to this show, because there is, you know, a lot of visual aspects to it. We obviously uh, don't want to leave out our, our blind and low vision community. And so we have Rebecca Singh, who many of you listeners may be familiar, familiar with. She's mm -hmm. an incredible audio describer around the city. So she'll be with us to uh, describe the performance for us on October 23rd. Have you heard this, the descriptions yet? What, what do they sound like? <laughs> I have not yet, um, so uh, not too much to say there. But you know, I've I've had the pleasure of experiencing Rebecca's work in the past, and and recently we we ha produced a dance show that Rebecca described. And you know, Rebecca's work is just so detailed and articulate and beautiful, and uh, you know, it's it's. It's really great. And so I think that Rebecca is going to do a really exciting job for this and, and would provide a really awesome experience. I, I'm anxious to see what she does because how much of that element of the video uh, when yeah. describing it does a, a, a low vision or blind person necessarily need. I know you mm -hmm. obviously incorporate it, but the, the fact is the audience is watching this being done and then being able to view it on that screen for the aspect of what it gives. But there's there's going to be, a, she'll have something, I'm sure, fun to make, bring that to that low vision blind audience. So I, I, that'll be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Rebecca is, is a past actor and director, so she's all about the theater world, and I think she'll get into it. It's a really, you know, fun, exciting, interactive show, and, and she won't let anyone uh, out of that experience, for sure. Well, that, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and that you have high expectations. Have you, um, <laughs> <laughs> and as well you should, have there been other audio-described performances or accessible shows that you've been involved with uh, recently? Yeah, so I was just alluding to a dance show that we just did at TO Live back in September, which Rebecca Audio described for us. Um, it was called Svaha, and it was a celebration of community, uh, and that was truly incredible. And again, Rebecca's work on that was fantastic. Um, I've also worked uh, on a few audio dis described performances in the last few months. Uh, notably with the Toronto Fringe Festival, as well as the last time I was on Kelly & Co. for uh, my show called What Happened to You in August, which had uh, uh, integrated audio description, meaning that the audio describer was actually, you know, wasn't a live person, but they were on stage and kind of a character of themselves. So it was really unique. Um, oh, so, you know, there's a lot of this happening in the community now. And I think, um, you know, I make a pledge to continue this work and trying to to make more organizations, uh, you know, see the value and importance of this work. Um, so I promise that I will continue to do this and try and try and bring as many audio described performances to Toronto and in Ontario as a whole. Um, 
this, I have more in the works too. So, so I'll keep you on the loop for sure. Well, what's really cool is how creative, like you said, whether it's integrated, whether it's live description, yep. whether it's going to headsets, whether it's, you know, any, any particular way that can be added to bring that, that customer closer. I, I just love it. And that's where you want to see the folks such as Rebecca saying yourself, teach people, Hey guys, no, yeah. it doesn't hurt it to do it. This is how you could. Oh yeah. And artists out there that say, I'm going to incorporate the, incorporate this in, or even just write my script. So it's a bit more accessible. Um, do you want to yeah. talk, do you want to talk Nathan a little bit about the music for the show? What style, what will we feel like? Mm-hmm. So it's live music, uh, by Kate Koala and a string trio. So it's, it's jazz, it's jazz music. Um, think, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, yeah, it's like old timey kind of jazz. You're in a little miniature set. You can kind of envision what kind of music we'll be playing. Um, it's all jazz for you. Uh, but it's interesting because Kid Koala, who's the creator of the show, is actually a DJ. Uh, and he's has solo albums. He's even written graphic novels. Um, but he's uh, contributed to a bunch of film scores. So not only is he a musician, he's obviously a multidisciplinary artist based on this show. Uh, and he's contributed to many film scores, one of which stood out to me being The Great Gatsby. So anyone mm. who's experienced that mm-hmm. film, uh, you know that that music is all kind of jazzy and obviously based in the 20s as well. Uh, so I can see some of that reflected in this show, uh, that, that genre of music. That sounds really great. No, I, I, I saw that film and it, the music was remarkable. It's really good to know. Yeah. I, I love when they get a chance, artists like this, to say, hey, yeah, I know you know me for this, uh, DJing, whatever it might be, or a style of music, and they go off script of what you think, eh, Nathan? They, they do something different. And then you wonder, even, what made you think this is the format, this is the music you wanted for this show? And it's that feel that artists get. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I I, I am interested, uh, and likely you are as well, like, what was it the music that came first? Was it the story that came first? Mm. Um, and you might just have to tune in to find out. I don't know the answer myself. So I guess uh, we'll see you at the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lot of artists will tell you it's just the way it felt. And even as you're exactly. writing, even as you're, exactly. and maybe something inspired you. So it's always really cool. Mm-hmm. What, what do you feel is a significant challenge with creating and coordinating shows with access and inclusion in mind? Uh, you know, and, and how do you take on this challenge? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, it, to be to be honest and transparent, like it it can be a lot of work for one person to do. And so I think you know a lot of it is community support, organizational support. So if people, you know, if I was coming into this and saying, "Hey, I think we should do audio description," and they said no, you know, we would be at a very different point, or or said, "Oh, we don't have the money for that," but you know, if we if we want to get into the nitty gritty and, and based on data, uh, you know, having these access measures available are going to bring more people to the theater. And it makes sense when you think about it, you know, we're, we're including more folks into our audience base. Um, so, you know, I've been very lucky. I, I don't find it particularly challenging because I'm so incredibly passionate about it and I want to do this work. Um, it's a lot of work, um, but it's worth it. So I have no complaints, no regrets. Uh, I'm, I'm so thrilled and excited to be here. So we're well, looking at the, oh, sorry, go ahead, Danielle. Yeah, I was just wondering, I mean, how much theater do, do you think could be written with audio description as, as a part of it? You mentioned 
mm-hmm. an audio describer being a character and on the stage. I mean, is does that sounded to me like an excellent idea? I mean, should this be something that more dramaturgs are told about and and have have you know suggest inclusion in that way? I mean, I I yeah. love that idea. Yeah, absolutely, Danielle. Um, that's really you know I think that's where we need to be heading and and you know. Offering audio description at the Storyville Mosquito, it's wonderful, of course, but, you know, bringing it back to those first stages of development and say, how can we make the art more inclusive and accessible? Um, And I truly believe that accessibility is creativity. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that show that I did with with integrated audio description, it was incredibly creative how they came about that. Um, And I think that's where we need to be heading, is it? you know, talking about accessibility when we're writing the script or when we're um, writing our music or when we're, you know, at the early stages of our work rather than as an afterthought. Um, and, you know, it, it'll take time, but it's slowly happening. We can see it happening. Um, and I think it's exciting. I yeah. think it's exciting. And there's a lot of opportunity and, and room to grow. Nathan, we'll grab where to get tickets just a sec. I, I just want to say it's that same analogy that we give for sports fans who are low vision or blind who just say, why can't the TV guys talk more like the radio guys and just be a bit more inclusive? That doesn't have to be that much more words. doesn't have to be wordy. Why can't we develop that script that just speaks in a way to include so I know a little bit more yep. that's going on? Uh, where do we get tickets? Exactly. So you can head to TOLive.com to get tickets. Uh, everything is on there. Our homepage, you'll, you'll find the Storyville Mosquito right on there at the top of the page. Good luck with the show, Nathan. Thanks again for awesome. making sure we know about it so we can all get on here and have a conversation about it and get people out there. Take care, man. Good luck. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Kelly and Danielle. Take care. We Bye-bye. were speaking with the coordinating, uh, coordinating uh, programming coordinator at the Live, Uh, Nathan Satori uh, joining us to tell us all about the audio described performance of this wonderful mosquito that runs away from home, the story, Storyville Mosquito, Sunday, October 23rd. uh, That will be actually at 3 p.m. Eastern time at the Bloomer Apple Theater uh, located in the St. Lawrence Center for the Arts, folks, in Toronto. Up next, we'll wrap up the show. We'll return in a moment. I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.